0: My mother believed and my father believed that if I wanted to be president of the United States, I could be, I could be vice president. Former Vice President Joe Biden has been elected president of the United States. It is my greatest honor
1: and privilege
0: to have been your president. We will be back in some form.
1: We are still deeply divided. Public health experts warned this was coming unless more was done, and here we are now.
0: Are you proud of what happened here today? Absolutely.
1: Never before in American history, Has there been an uprising like this? Of the 75 million Americans who voted for Donald Trump, I don't know how many today are feeling, dear God, what was I thinking? But I would wager a lot more are thinking, let's carry on this fight. Character matters. It matters. Tell them the truth matters. The 21st century is
0: going to be the American century because we lead not only by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. That is the history of the journey of America. This Sunday on Irishman Abroad's big interview, Ivana Lynch joins me to talk about her exceptional new book. You can hear the whole chat and the Excel version of all the Irishmen in America episodes by supporting us on patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad. I want to start by saying a huge thanks to all those who started supporting us in the past week. We can't make the show or the hundreds of free episodes we've made without you. So if you can, please head over and start supporting the show today. Ahmed Arbery was gunned down for being a black man out for a run in a Georgia neighbourhood. It's that simple. This week, the three white men who chased him and killed him were found guilty of murder. Travis McMichael was found guilty of malice murder and several charges of felony murder. The relief that reverberated around the country was felt across the world. But what does the verdict mean? the case and how it was handled, what does all of this mean, if anything, for race relations and vigilanteism in America? Here to dig deeper, examine this further, including the key video evidence that changed the course of the trial, is Marion McKeown of the Sunday Business Post and today FM, Marion. It's brilliant to have you here.
1: It's great to be here with you again, Gerald. Thank you very much.
0: It's the same week, though, Marion, where Kyle Rittenhouse is found not guilty of all charges. Uh, The fact that 11 white people from Georgia reached this verdict must give some hope, because remarkably, this wasn't the slam dunk of a case that a lot of people over here might have thought it was.
1: Yeah, you know, Charles, this reminds me of when we spoke in the aftermath of the conviction of Derek Chauvin uh, for George Floyd's murder. And I remember there was this reaction everywhere and internationally, which, of course, thank God, thank God this happened. And, And yes, justice was served. But the fact that such a high bar was set with that trial that to me, it almost showed how hard it is to get justice, that you had to have a black attorney general in Minnesota, that you had to have had a teenage girl of extraordinary courage who stood there and filmed what was mm. happening, even as police were, it were uh, intimidating her and, and slowly murdering George Floyd. And you had to have the uproar. It had to be, you know, and, and it, it, this case to me is is similar. Let's start with the good news. Justice was served today, despite the disgraceful conduct by defence lawyers, by, by three of the four district attorneys who were charged with handling the case, by the police, by countless other people. Justice was served, and an innocent black man who was out running, who was set upon hunted and murdered by three white men because he was a black man who had the temerity to go for a jog in a white neighborhood. And that was the beginning, middle and end of it. But he almost wasn't even brought to trial. And but for video, which was taken by one of the three men involved, uh, who was so confident that they would get away with this, that they they, they were swaggering about it. And this video was leaked by one of the lawyers who worked in, in the department because he was so concerned when he saw what was on the video. Had he not leaked the video to a radio station who then posted it online, there would have been no trial because the district um, attorney in charge of it, Jackie Johnson, initially directed the police not to arrest Travis and Greg McMichael um, and to leave them alone and in fact even told Greg McMichael when he phoned her because he had worked for her he was a former policeman who was now working for her as an investigator, she told him to go home, wash his hands basically gave him uh, by the book of how to avoid any implication like wash your hands, make sure there's no gun residue on them etc etc and as I said gave him a primer on how to get away with it and then ordered her her police, her officers, not to arrest him. And then she passed it on when she had to recuse herself because it came out, of course, that Greg McMichael the father in this case of of the guy who actually shot him but who went on the chase with guns with him when it came out that she knew him and he worked for her she then reluctantly agreed to accuse herself but passed the case on to another buddy uh, with the same instructions like make sure these guys don't get arrested and he then did the same thing and as when he was forced to recuse himself he wrote a letter to the police on the way out the door saying don't arrest these people they had they had cause. They had good cause to do what they did. Everything is fine. Don't worry. So it took 74 days and the leaking of a video before the case even became something that merited a criminal investigation. Now that, to me, again, it says, what if there was no video? How many cases are? are what if there? If it hadn't been videoed by a guy who was so arrogant, William Bryan, and so stupid that he thought this was fine, that he could show this to his buddies and the public. He, he thought the video uh,
0: was going to acquit them, like as far as I can yeah, understand. And he handed it over voluntarily, he, voluntarily to the police going, look, see what I did. For,
1: yeah and and the the problem is the police initially saw that video, and then it was only when it was leaked, having seen that video, they still thought it was fine, and it was only when it was leaked by an attorney within that department to the radio station the local radio station and and then, as I say, it was uploaded, and then there was a uh, big national outcry about it and it was only then 74 days later as i say that there was even the prospect that these men would be brought to justice now well, well, I think what does that, that
0: say though mary just briefly what does that say about the problems with policing that a video that appeared fine to the police causes mm-hmm. a national international outcry
1: yeah it says that in America still notwithstanding this verdict. And I absolutely welcome it. And thank God for Amad Arbery's mother and father and to just see their heartbreak and and what they went through and their determination to get justice for their son and the obstacles they were up against in doing that. Uh, You know, really heroic. But it says that if there isn't a video, if you haven't got evidence that you can see, where you can see these guys chasing down Arbury, cornering him and then shooting him at point blank range three times. If that video wasn't there, there would have been no trial. And even with that video, there almost wasn't. So what it says to me is that there's there's an initial reaction and I understand it. It's one that's partly relief that, thank God, there was you know, the correct verdict. Thank God these men were convicted. Thank God they will be going to prison. Thank God this sends a warning to other, you know, white men in Georgia who may feel inclined if they see a black jogger to give chase and to lynch him, which is what this was, Uh, you know, that they may think twice now before doing it in the same way that you would hope that policemen who decide to, you know, Basically torture and kill and murder a black an unarmed black man in broad daylight will think twice before they do that again because there is now the the you can presume that you do not have impunity you cannot get away with these things as you could but you only presume that because somebody might have a camera. Or yeah, some, but, you know, and, I, and that's where I'm <laughs> not so sure camera.
0: about what you're saying because to me the video existed and. It was like the video isn't the evidence that you need, because there is the video that's shown to the police and doesn't cause outcry within the force or to get the case, the wheels moving under the case. uh, The actual perpetrator hands over video of them doing the crime. It's only when the video is leaked that in in many ways it was the public outcry that forced them to relook at the video. So in this case, it was it was a video that didn't actually (laughs) carry any water for the police. I mean, to me, it's the example of how even with the video in the possession of the police, you might not get the reaction you need.
1: Now, yeah, and you're absolutely right. What I will say in a, a glass half full sort of way is that there was a lawyer who worked with the police a prosecutor who did feel sufficiently disturbed by it to leak it and i think and you're right because in this context uh, greg mcmichael was a retired policeman okay so his buddies we're not going to go after him. Mm. And I think that that was the thing, that it's like, oh, here's this video. Oh dear, it's a video of uh, old Greg there, you know, chasing down with his son and, and and shooting a black guy who they would say, well, he should never have been in that neighborhood. And and literally that is how they would think, this is a white neighborhood. What is a black man doing jogging in a white neighborhood? That to them was enough reason to go after Arbery. Even the 911 call that Greg McMichael made, he said, there's a black man running down our street. Like, what, is that a crime? <laughs> you know, Crazy. I mean, like, seriously, that's what he said to the 911 dispatcher, you know, as if that in itself is absolutely, you know like open and shut case of uh, evidence of a crime being committed. The crime in his mind and in his son's mind and in William Bryan's mind was that, as I said, a black man had the temerity to jog down a street in a white neighbourhood. And that that was that was what Ahmaud was punished for. So, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got you've got to hope that every case like this will move the needle somewhat, as I said, even as a deterrent, but uh, there, there's still a long, long way to go. There really is before there's any kind of, you know, just any kind of equal justice before black America or indeed Latino America or any minority groups in America can hope that they will be treated with the same presumptions of innocent Innocence and and you know just the same they'll be meted at the same justice, imperfect as it is, as, as white people and and that's really all they're asking for. That's that's all they're asking for. Just treat us the same as white people. When you're policemen who see us, treat us like you would treat a white person. When we're when we're in court, when we're defendants to the jury, treat us like you would treat a white person. And that's and conversely, you know, if if a white person is charged with murdering a black person, then again, you know, you treat you you treat the white person uh, you know, just with the same presumption of innocence and that's really all they're asking and these guys had that presumption of innocence going into court the prosecutor did a really good job she was really calm really measured in the face of appalling behaviour by the defence lawyers deliberately provocative I suspect they wanted her to look for a mistrial I think that was their game and she didn't fall for it she didn't you know take the bait and she secured those convictions, which was really a victory and it is you know it is something because of the comfort that will bring not just to Ahmed Arbery's family but to his community, to the neighbourhood, to just black people across America even though it's a completely imperfect victory and it would be naive to think that this is this is the exception rather than the rule unfortunately still in America but it's a start, it's a start and I think the other thing that we have to say Charles is that had they been acquitted I, I think Think that there would have been terrible disquiet and civil unrest in America again.
0: So there you have it That's your taste of the Irishman in America For this week with Marion McKeown Come on over and hear the rest of the conversation By becoming a member at Patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad And enjoy all these conversations in full Including our feature interview every Sunday And our back catalogue of nearly eight years of interviews At Patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad Ready? You have the cameras rolling? This is America.
1: Please,
0: Russia, please. To renew America, we must revitalize our democracy.